This is Hoops Forum, a production of Radius Athletics and a quick timeout podcast. I'm Tony Miller, and I'm joined this week again by my co-host, Randy Sherman. Before we get going, thanks to our sponsors over at 323 Sports. Summer camp season is just around the corner, and if you are in need of camp t-shirts, basketballs, or other equipment, whatever it is, 323 Sports has what you need at great prices. I've used them for years with the camps that I've done, and you won't regret ordering from these guys. To find out more about what they can do for your programs, visit 323sports.com, or you can contact a sales rep at sales at 323sports.com. They'll be sure to do it right for your summer camp. This is part two of our series on split actions. In the first episode, which I'll be sure to link in the description, we talked about split actions after post feeds. Uh, Really thankful for the response that you guys have given to us on that. You can find that in audio format, in video format, and we've started to put together some blog posts with those. So you can go and watch segments and pick out diagrams and and see what you would like to use maybe with your teams. Randy, this week we're going to continue on with part two, and I think coaches are going to like this one, uh, some more split actions, but from different places on the floor. You kind of want to introduce that, and then we can jump in here to our presentation. Yeah, we can talk about our naming system first. Like last time we we met, we talked about post-splits, so – the first word post would be where the ball is when we run the split action, it's in the low post. So someone fed the post in that sort of general area, post area. And then we run a, some sort of screening action with the, with a feeder and a cutter. So today we're going to move that around a little bit and look at similar split action, but with the ball located in two different places. First um, we're going to, we're going to look at center splits and then elbow splits and, and move the move the location of the ball and the location of the action a little bit around on the court, but show how it's really similar concept no matter what. It's a similar concept with the ball in different locations. All right, let's talk about the first one here. Out of five out, we've talked quite a bit about, about five out here, but running some split action out of five out. Yeah, so so the thing that the naming system again was center split. So the ball, the center. The ball's in this. We make a centering pass. Then frame one, you see a swing pass where we've we've centered the ball, put it put it right right in front of the rim at the at, um, high and off the off the three point line with right in the center of the court. And then we're going to split. The passers are going to get into a split action in the corner with the player below them. What we want from the split action, as you see in frame two, is it sort of takes place about a third of the way up from the baseline. Two players come together. Really, like what you see most common and what I prefer the majority of the time is for the cutter, player number two in this diagram, to reject that to the rim. So five gets that centering pass in frame one, dribbles at that corner action and the split action in the corner. One player goes to the rim. That's player two. One player pops back. That's player one. And we've got both options alive right there. So come together and reject. So there's a good a good example of that in this this video that'll play on the loop on a loop here. Um, there's your centering pass, your split, there's the reject. He hits the pop back, follows in the ball screen and we do it kind of again on the other side. You know, what I would want coaches to understand is sort of the the rationale for what we're naming and calling this. So like we can run splits in different sides of the court. This would be maybe five out. We make a centering pass and split with the player in the corner. Reject, pop back. We can play to the back door or play to the pop back man and then chase it right into a ball screen like you see this team do here. We'll show you here on the next screen. This is something that's almost kind of like a continuous type action where you can get it on both sides. It ends with a three-point attempt, but it could have continued to go on to 
more actions after what you see right there at the end there. Yeah, as the guy who rejected exits off that pin screen, that could have turned into, you know, like a handoff to him coming off that pin screen and, and just kept the kept the continuity from side to side. Yeah, the technique on this reject, like right here, was we just really wanted the two teammates to come together nose to nose. One of you, you know, stick your foot in the ground and reject. You could also curl that. I think what we have drawn today in all of these is is our, is the cutter rejecting to the rim. But you could also curl that or, you know, tight curl around that screener. But accomplishes the same thing. We got a player going inside, a player popping back. So this is center split. Now, if they don't accept it, it kind of just turns into the, you know, zoom action where, or I'm sorry, if they don't reject it, it sort of turns into the zoom action where we, we make the centering pass to the player near the top of circle. Then, then we get into the split and the player, instead of rejecting, uses or accepts the screen and comes right right off right toward that dribble at taking the handoff coming off the screen. And similar to the last clip, this is really the same thing on both sides of the floor. So you Correct. can kind of it's not just like it happened once, we didn't get anything out of it. Let's go on to something else. They come right back to it on the other side. And it, there's a gap that opens up somewhere on one side of the floor as the defense kind of gets sucked into the middle of the middle of the floor there. Yeah, I would say in your sort of uh options tree if you will of when we get into any of these splits there's the option to reject it which we've seen there's the option to accept it which we see here turning into sort of like we come off the screen right into the hand off the zoom action the third option not seen would be the the player we could slip it with the guy who's going to quote screen right like so as he's going to screen he slips to the rim and the other guy pops out and it's just kind of the same thing. We got one going to the rim, the another guy playing to the pop. Both these videos, by the way, from our friend Jordan Sperber, yeah, Hoop yeah. Vision. I'll be sure to link him in the bottom as well here. Yeah. All right. So that's out of the five out stuff. Now, next thing you can do out of the elbow series. Yeah, like Princeton type stuff, point series, elbow series, where we've got an open side of the floor where, you know, you see in frame one where player two and five, we'll call that the open side of the floor. And then Three and four, we got the you know two players on that side, on the left side, and we we enter it to the elbow. And again, with our naming system, we're going we talked post splits last week. We just looked at center split when we center the ball, and now we hit the elbow and run a split action. Two ways we can do that. First, we're going to look at elbow split with the player who fed the elbow screening away. So they screen away for the top player on the double side. Same thing, we could slip that. We could accept it or reject it. And I think what we're going to look at is, is rejected. So we got one going to the rim. When player number four in diagram one there rejects it, then, then player one pops back and five just looks to see if the you know, backdoor cut comes open. If not, they can play to the pop back man and then get right into a next action, next best action. You can chase it right into middle ball screen. This is Nebraska Wesleyan, really good Princeton team at the D3 level. So um, you, you see exactly that. They hit the elbow, screen away. Play, um, jersey number five rejects it, and the passer who entered the elbow pops back. They play to, the, play to him and then chase it right into middle ball screen. So elbow, split, screen away, reject, and then right into middle ball screen. Bang, 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 bang. And similar to the five-out clip that we showed you on the far side there, you have a pin down for the guy that rejected the yeah exiting yeah split action. And then you could also lift from behind or shake from behind with 10. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. I think the main thing on the split action to look at is like, you can see the guy who receives the split action, Jersey number five in this clip 
how he's sort of like got his hands on his shorts. He's sort of like having an act. Like he's like, all right, I'm going to like look like not much is going on here. And he bursts in and then really sticks his foot in the ground and and, and rejects. And you can even see him like look to post that up there for a second before he exits the lane. All coaches are watching this. I, let me just pause for a moment here. We've been doing this now for what, Randy? Year, a little over a year now. Yes, sir. And we've talked a lot about like playing out of concepts. And I know coaches that aren't familiar with that, they may have a little bit understanding of like what those concepts are. But you go back and watch these videos, especially this series, there's nothing more than introducing a few more concepts to introduce. And hopefully coaches are seeing that this isn't like running a play. And when the play's over, we run another play like the pin down that's happening on the other side. This has happened now in two different types of offenses. Like these mm-hmm. are just concepts that those coaches have brought into there. And we've talked that what we talked, we've talked about the shake action on the backside. So you can see running this point reject wing comes off a ball screen. Now it ro- flows right into another concept. If that guy didn't mm-hmm. shoot it, the concept is a shake action, but from behind and yep. a pin down on the other side. Yep. I, I hope as a coach is watching this, that they're taking parts of this and deepening their con- conceptual actions that they can place into their offense without feeling like they have to add another another three or four plays to their playbook. Yeah. And and even even backing up from that would be just the simple elbow entry here. Mm-hmm. We'll segue to what we're going to look at next, like how we just react to our teammates in a conceptual manner. So mm-hmm. we we enter the elbow and the player might screen away like we see here or they might go over the top, which I think we're going to see in the next diagram. So like we're just getting it to an elbow, and then the player who put it there makes a decision. Am I going to screen away? Am I going to go over the top? And then we just play off and react to that. So the, the idea of, of one decision by one of your teammates sort of unlocking the chain of the su- subsequent action. Yeah, so what's the, you see the exact same thing. Right up to the guy enters the elbow. Instead of screening away, he's going to go over the top and get into corner split or to get into split into the corner from, um, with the, with player number two, where it's going to look a lot like that, the same space on the court as that five out we looked at at the beginning. But we're playing with an elbow entry instead of that centering pass. So hit the elbow over the top. We want to meet about one third up from the baseline and meet up. Player two sticks his foot in the ground, cuts to the rim. The player one pops back. We hit them on the back door if they're open. If not, continue out. And then we hit the pop-back man and chase right into screen and roll on the side. Play to the elbow, and he gets into a split with the corner player. And, the, and that corner player rejects it to the rim. One thing if, if um, I would like to see maybe a little bit better here would be them, them meeting up kind of face-to-face a little bit higher up off the baseline so that that's kind of a tough passing angle. They get away with it there, but like it's kind of a flat angle. But still get away with it because of the setup and the, and the sort of decisiveness of the reject. Again, when you're playing out a concept, you don't have to, what Randy just described, you may be saying, but they didn't do that. But that's not the point. The point is to score, score points. Yeah. And the corner guy ended up with an advantage. He was past his man. So they hit the guy on the advantage. Yeah. And you get a layup out of it. Yeah. And if he didn't come open on the back door, if we could throw to the guy who popped out to the, to the wing, and chase it right into ball screen. We could dribble at that guy if he's denied and hand off, you know, play the two-man game on that side, all kinds of things. But mm-hmm. the main thing that I like is just to look at 
we the concept of put the ball in this location and then run a split either corner or screen away. A big thanks to SeatGeek for sponsoring a quick timeout podcast. SeatGeek is the ticket app that takes the confusion out of buying tickets. They've made it simple for you by putting a 0 to 10 score on each ticket to make sure that you're getting a great deal on that next ticket. My viewers get $20 off their first ticket purchase with my code COACHMILLER. So before you purchase tickets to your next sporting event or concert, head over to SeatGeek.com and use the code COACHMILLER to get $20 off your first purchase. Here's, here's an example of that same thing. Elbow entry, screen away. Looks like they curled that one. And then we throw to the, to the screener and chase it right into a ball screen. And we really just end up in sort of like a spread middle ball screen. And on this near side, you have a pin down again. Could have ran the shooter off of it for a shot. Yep, yep. So again, one concept flowing straight into another until there is an opportunity to score it. Yep, linking those things together. And then what what my teammate does, the decision they make sort of tells me what we should, what we're flowing into next. So that's about four options, four additional options to the ones that we mentioned just a couple of weeks ago. And I think part of the part of the reason why we split these up was for you to see that you don't have to be in the first episode was that's primarily probably more of like your four out one in offenses. Mm-hmm. You know, you could throw a five out team and have, have a guard go down there and post as we talked about in that first episode. But even if you're a yeah. Princeton offense team or a five out team, you can still run these types of split actions to get you those advantages and, and flow into something else. This is, I remember you saying a few weeks ago, us talking about like five out, and how your your five out can often get stagnant because you kind of go to the same thing over and mm-hmm, over mm-hmm, and over. Mm-hmm. And just by doing something as simple as this can create something that can cause some confusion and give you some variety that makes you just a little bit harder to guard without having to introduce an entire new concept. Yeah. I'm hearing of coaches that maybe don't know enough about what they can do within their system that they feel like I have to find a new system now because there just aren't enough options. Yeah. And I hope coaches have seen that there's enough that you can do within. It doesn't matter if you're Princeton or five out or four out one in. You can do enough within that system to not feel like you have to have three different systems because, oh, this team's playing us a certain way and it's taking away what we can do. We have to go and abandon that and go try something else. I think one thing that I think about these past two episodes where we've talked about the splits from different locations on the floor, I just sort of think about as a teacher of the game, what, I, what, what really accelerates learning with players is carryover. They have prior knowledge that they can transfer to a new situation, right? And, and they're able to retrieve that information that, they, that maybe we introduced, say we introduced, we started with post splits and, and we gave the option, we're going to hit the post, you're gonna, you know, we're going to run a split at the elbow and you can either reject it, accept it, all of, all of that. And then we want to progress to a different location on the floor be it elbow be it a center split or an elbow split but like that's not new that's not a new concept because we we we're retrieving familiar information from hey you know hey guys just like we taught you to low post split when we throw it in there all it is is throw make that centering pass to the big at the top of the circle and then either accept reject slip on the in the corner hit the elbow man you can screen away either accept reject or slip you hit the elbow, man. You can go over the top and get get into a split with a guy in the corner. You can either accept, reject, or slip. Right. So it's the same thing, 
that's uh, not new every time. It's just sort of like a concept we can move around in different areas of the court. And let me tell you, as a coach that finally got that and communicated that to his team this year, we became so much harder to guard and we were able to make adjustments without having to feel like guys were abandoning what we did in the past. And now we have to try something new. We just positioned players different places on the floor, ran the same concepts and almost had this new offense without really doing anything yeah. new or anything different. The guys enjoyed it. They felt like they had a solution to whatever the defense threw at them. And that gave them the confidence to play better and to play cons more consistent than in the past. You know, we're all looking for that. You know, it's like you're, you're coaching your team. You're trying to get convey information to them. And we're just looking for something we can say that turns on a light bulb, right? Mm -hmm. Like, like, oh, I get it now. Like we, we want that feeling from our players. And I, I found as a both of a, as a learner and a teacher, one of those things is that information retrieval. If you can tell me that something is like something I already know, mm -hmm. oh, I get it. Okay. So it's just like low post split, except this, you know, like that's attractive to me as a teacher of the game to be able to have one concept that's malleable. We can use it different areas of the court. Yeah, for sure. Like I said, they, they just play with much so much more confidence because there is the removal of this roadblock of, I don't know how to do that. We haven't done that before. I'm not sure if I can do that. They're able to, like you said, connect that to something that they've done in the past. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I can do that. They pick up on, on oh, it I faster. I see how it's the same. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. They pick I up was... on it faster. They buy into it faster. And they usually have more success because they just play with more confidence. And, they, and they... over time, we sort of like organically see these things manifest in our play. Like I was watching sports center this morning. I, w I wasn't able to watch the Mavericks and the, and the warriors last night live. So I was catching up on, you know, sports center this morning. And one of the baskets they showed of clay Thompson was a low post split. Like we talked about in our last episode and it just happened so fluidly and naturally because it's just a concept that, that, we know when we feed the post, the feeder's just automatically looking for someone hanging out at that top of the circle area, setting up a screen. And it's just a concept that like when, when the ball's here, this is what we do. And it just sort of naturally appears rather than, than is so joystick. Mm -hmm. And it was a beautiful, beautiful sequence of Draymond, Clay Thompson come right off of the post split screen and, and gets it back from Draymond and right into a shot. And even though it happened to my beloved Mavericks, I, I was able to appreciate the aesthetic quality of it and the ease and the natural flow that they, that when we post split this, when we enter post, this is what we do. It's a mm -hmm. concept that's baked into our DNA. <laughs> mm -hmm. Thanks to all of you who joined us this week. If you missed any part of the live show, you can go back and watch or listen to any part. Visit Radius Athletics on YouTube to see the full interview, or you can go to any podcast platform and search Hoops Form, and there you'll find the audio version of the show. As I mentioned, we're also turning this into blog posts for quick reading and also to break some segments up so you can go back and watch some very specific parts of the show. So be sure to look for those on social media. For Randy Sherman, I'm Tony Miller. Thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you again next time on Hoops Form. <laughs>